You are listening to the Venture Scale SaaS Operator, the podcast where we interview founders who are actually in the trenches. We talk about the transparent journey of how they build their SaaS companies, how they grow them, and what they would do differently if they would do it all over. Hey, folks. With us today, Theo and Adrian from Kubark. Super happy to have you guys on. Uh, thank you for enjoying us, Nicholas. Thank you. So let's start with the most important thing. What problem does your company solve for its customers? Well, uh, Kubark is an all-in-one software operation management platforms uh, that enables companies to manage their software operations and scale uh, on any infrastructures. So basically, to give you an example on how we do that, um, imagine that you want to create uh, on-demand environments, for example. And in order to, to do that, <clears throat> what we do is connect with external to third parties uh, communication platforms, either Teams or, or Slack, in which an, an end user can prompt a command, which will allow him to schedule when that environment should be up and running, for how long that environment will be up and running, and uh, be able to uh, get a link to that environment once that environment is up and running. He will do his, his job inside that environment, and at the end, the environment will be deleted uh, automatically. So we can connect to multiple uh, cloud providers uh, or on-premise infrastructures. So um, yeah, basically, this is a, a short example on, uh, <laughs> on how to translate that, uh, that introduction. And then who's the typical customer? So what, what industries are, are the, your typical buyers? Well, uh, mainly we focus now on enterprise customers um, because they have a large number of processes and software that uh, allow our platform to be tested in full. Because the, the platform is so versatile that uh, there are many use cases that can be covered with, with our platform. And if we, you know, went with, uh, uh, let's say, startups, they only have a specific problem. And that specific problem can be covered with a point solution. In that case, uh, uh, given the fact that Qbark, it's, a, it's a, like I said, it's an all-in-one software operation uh, management platform, we enable them to uh, you know, translate a certain process, either a business process or an application process that they have internally in their company uh, into, um, you know, their own operation and their own process and translate that process into action and into something actionable that can be, you know, uh, either created or deployed or managed by, by our platform. Let's, let's go back to the to the beginnings of all of it. So first off, the first time for the pod that I have two guests on, both like Theo and Adrian here, how did you guys met initially? That, that was very funny because actually, uh, I, at first when I thought about the platform, I asked, I'd be, hey, what about building a platform that could send SMS to enterprise customers? And we built that platform. And after that, we thought, Okay, but how we sell this platform, how we deliver this platform. And then we thought, okay, we need something that can deliver that platform as a uh, 
SaaS solutions. So uh, from that point, like two years ago, we thought how we build, how we should uh, build Cubar uh, platform. And do you, do you, do you two, uh, did you guys meet at like a previous company or how do you know each other? Yes, we, we worked at uh, IBM a long time ago. And this is where the, our, our friendship started. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's always super intriguing to see how people meet their co-founders because it's always a weird coincidence. But I think having worked together before is, is amazing. And then tell us a bit about the start. So how did you initially fund the business and get it off the ground? Well, we, we launched the business uh, last year in March in Romania, the Romanian entity. And in May, we started to uh, incorporate in, in the U.S. Um, yeah, before actually, you know, b b um, getting a, a, a rounding fund. <laughs> so. Kind of, and then uh, wh why, like asking as a European here as well, why did you set up two entities immediately, both the Romanian and the one in the U.S.? Well, I mean, uh, there was no specific reason to, to be, uh, to be frank. Uh, we knew that at some point in time, we had to go, uh, after the, the U S market. And we thought that, you know, the, the sooner, the better we start, uh, creating the company, uh, to be the better for us in, uh, in the long run. I think that makes a ton of sense. What are the like specific learnings? selling to to us customers i mean that's mostly interesting to the europeans now or like to the non-us listeners maybe but like what are there like specific differences you see in how people buy software or just like how you need to market or sell to them um yeah i mean the the us and the european markets are um are a little bit different um and i think that uh, from my perspective, I think that the U.S. markets are more, you know, uh, demanding uh, from uh, that from from a product, um, and you know they they want to to that product to to be the the best product they can they can buy they can find on the market, since they will you know pay uh, for that for that product. They are very strict with their money, so they like to to spend it wisely. Interesting. Interesting. And then how, how big are you right now in terms of either customers or like employees? Well, we are around 20 people hired. Um, and we, we rely on a, on a group of advisors. So we were fortunate enough to, you know, along our professional careers to interact with, the. uh, uh a very various number of, of, of people um, that we we could you know embark on our company uh, once we presented the the product to, to them. So uh, it was nice in, uh, to get this feedback from from them. If you need to hire the right developers and ship fast, then React Squad is for you, a boutique agency that specializes in React and only works with fast growth startups. Get a 14-day risk-free trial and a transparent price of $95 per hour. Visit reactsquad.io to learn more. 
And then a bit on like the, the company building side. How do you guys uh, split work between each other? Like who's owning what part of the company? Um, from the percentage perspective? No, or... no, no, no. From the, I mean, who like in terms of like engineering or sales, like how do you split re responsibilities? I mean, we are a group of six uh, co-founders and uh, we are lucky enough to be, you know, half and half. Half of the group is uh, very technical. Yeah. We have technical backgrounds and the other half is very business oriented. Interesting. I didn't know that you were six co-founders. Like, t tell me about that. How did you, how did you end up being six co-founders? Well, I, I mean, it, it, it was not by choice. I mean, it, we didn't thought it of it. It was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so Theo, Theo takes the blame. Theo, tell us the story. How did it come to be? So, so first I, I come to Adi and, hey, this is my idea. Let's, let's start and build it. And then, okay, but to, in order to launch it, we need some, somebody to be very good on the business side and somebody to be very good on finance side. and somebody to be very good on partner side and we had a group of uh, people from our previous companies where we worked and we i contacted them and i proposed them okay so this is what we want to build this is how our solution is innovating the uh the market and if you want to join there is some opening sheet for you so yeah was it hard yes. to convince was it hard to convince them Uh, no, it was actually very <laughs> easy because we had a very well prepared uh, concept. Got it. And then, what do you? How do you manage manage that? Because I think like co-founder, like the 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 worst enemy of a lot of startups are like co-founder conflict. And having six people is like quite a lot of people like to manage each other. So, do you have any routines? you do as a founding team to stay aligned? Well, I mean, we do a lot of uh, weekly syncs and uh, because we divided our work uh, equally, <laughs> so the three of them are handling the, the business side and they're, they're also uh, keeping us up to date with all the, the business side as well. So it's a, it's a two-way street in which we exchange information from the technical side to the, to the business side. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you guessed it right that, you know, when, when, when there are a lot of people involved, um, sometimes uh, things um, may heat up, but uh, we don't take it, you know, personally and we just want to, to be, uh, have the, the best interest of the company uh, in mind. So that, yeah, we... So far, I, I, I don't think that we, we had a, a very good relationship so far. <laughs> Amazing. And then let's talk about, a bit about the, the sales side of things. So getting customers, how do you tip, uh, how do you try, or not to try, how do you get customers right now? Well, we, we get on daily calls with, with, with prospects and we try to, you know, to, uh, get feedback from from them in order to uh, improve our platform um yeah so we have i don't know three four maybe even more calls a day with uh, how do you sorry sorry for interrupting how do you book those get those calls booked 
Do you do like cold outbound via email? Do you go to conferences? How do you get people to show up on a call? Well, we, we capitalized a lot on the, on the word of mouth. <laughs> um, and given the fact that we also a, a partner driven company, we established uh, a lot of uh, a lot of partners uh, like AWS, Azure, uh, Oracle, uh, and Google. So it's it's very um, let's say easy, but um, mm -hmm. the way we interact with our partners uh, allows us to you know get in contact with their customers once we have presented them their uh, the, the the product and. Uh, you know, they, they send our way customers that might help them, uh, with their, with, with our, uh, with our platform. So, uh, and also, yeah. And also, we also rely on the uh, investors, uh, network as well. Uh, of course, um, we have our own in-house marketing campaigns, uh, events and webinars. Uh, social media posts uh, as well so um a lot of ways to you know to to get uh, prospects uh, and call with yeah. us i ne i never heard people working directly with like aws or like google cloud so to drive to drive customers like how how does that work like because i can imagine like why like why do they push people over to like tell, tell us a bit about how the, how that works for the founders listening who might be able to replicate that in like different areas? Uh, sure. So, uh, like I said, there are a lot of use cases um, uh, that you can, uh, I, I mean, our platform has a lot of use cases. One of them being, being uh, the migration. So you can migrate applications from on-premise to uh, cloud infrastructure. And when we talked about uh, this use case with, with our partners, they saw a, a very good way to, you know, move customers from their on-premise infrastructure into cloud. And this way, uh, you know, there were uh, AWS and Azure, they were incentivized to, uh, you know, put us on calls with clients to help them migrate to, uh, to cloud to, to use their uh, infrastructure. Interesting. So, so... In a way, the, the cloud service providers use you to get people who are still on-premise adapting your platform and by adapting your platform, they, they go to the cloud, meaning they become a customer to AWS and so on. So in a way, they, quite selfishly for them, they use you as a tool to get people from on-premise to the cloud. And for you, it's of course amazing because you get the customers. Exactly. And another use case would be to uh, for for companies that are, you know, working on the product and uh, wanting it to uh, distribute their their product um, on the market, um, is to um, upload or to uh, have that product inside uh, the cloud provider's marketplace. And once you list your product on that marketplace, you have a, a, a tons of benefits uh, that uh, derive from that. Uh, uh, perspective, one of them being that uh, the customers can use the the end user who's buying that product can leverage their commitment uh, to that cloud provider. For example, if they have a three million uh, contract over three years, 
they already paid for that money. So at the end of the contract, they will pay for those three millions. But if they don't consume those three millions, um, they will leave money on the table, right? So they will uh, not use all that money. So end users can use part of that commitment to buy products on the marketplace. And so we help customers um, get uh, onto that marketplace uh, with the process and, and so on. And also to deploy that their own uh, product, their own application, and deliver that application to, to the end users. So it's a an, it's an, uh, circle that is completed by, uh, by our platform in which the user uh, pays for, for that for product uh, using uh, pre-committed money and gets uh, over an email, the URL and the credentials to the, the product that they have uh, paid for. What's the typical, is, is there like a typical revenue split between the like AWS and, 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 uh, and an app on their marketplace or is that negotiated each time? No, no, no. They have a, a standard fee. Um, I think Azure has 3% fee uh, on that transaction. And I forgot about uh, AWS, but they also have a, a fixed. But quite fee. reasonable, not not yeah, like yeah. the Apple App Store, like thirty <laughs> percent. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, then let's let's switch gears a bit, and I, I guess that's the right question for Tio. How are you? I mean, it's it's quite a technical product. So, how did you build the engineering organization? How is it structured? Do you have squads, or tell us a bit about how you how you're building that engineering org? Oh, okay. So for me, it was very easy to build the engineering team because I'm I before uh, working for IBM, I worked like ten years as a freelancer, and I participated in a lot of open source communities. And I pick, I cherry picked only the the guys I really needed to build the the, the product. So it basically, from my my network, it it will start to be hard if I want to the the team in the future but until now we are good enough for like one year two years yeah of the 20 people in the company how up how many are engineers uh around nine uh, engineers and then do you manage all of them or what's the the structure yeah. like uh, i i with i with uh, adrian adrian is co-founder and vp of engineering and i'm the co-founder and cto yeah, so, so, yeah. so two techies on the call. Ajit, yeah. sorry, I thought you were a business guy. Sorry for the judgment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. No. I spend a lot of time in, in customer calls, so maybe I, you know, caught some skills, <laughs> learned a thing or two. You, you got the business lingo down. Awesome. And then um, what do you feel like? I mean, it, be, being a, a year or two in is still quite early. So tell us a bit of, like, give us a war story. What's like a hard thing you guys had to overcome? Because it's not always rainbow and sunshines. Uh, I, I really don't have a war story, but I can tell you, uh, let's say, a worst scenario that could happen during our financing round. I mean, this is kind of funny, but... Okay, so it was the Hot Web event last year, and... I received a, let's say, strange email um, on my uh, on my link, LinkedIn account. It was a standard, let's say, like a spammy 
and very, very strange email. Hey, we are we venture capital from US and we want to invest in your team at, you know, standard uh, email. And I, I, in, during that period, I received a lot of spams and I thought, okay, is this guy? It's not very interesting, but let's give it a try. I was driving and uh, in fact, I, w- I wasn't driving, I was in a cab and I took my phone in the other hand and I uh, screenshot, I screenshot, I picture my Perry and, and I sent it to my um, uh, colleague uh, Bogdan Nederko, uh, which is also co-founder and the CEO of the company. And I said, Bogdan, maybe it's not a spam. Let's, let's take it. And apparently it was 500 VC, uh, big VC from US and so not a, not a random stabber trying to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> better guys read all in in emails from LinkedIn. <laughs> Adrian, yeah. what 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 about you? What about you? Yeah, I have a, a, a different story. A different story, uh, still funny, I guess. Um, so um, mine is from the 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 spectrum the spectrum of a you know a busy co-founder having to deal, uh, to juggle with multiple tasks at the same time where, you know, wearing uh, a lot of hats, uh, doing uh, also marketing and engineering and sales and, and, and so on. And uh, one day I was so caught up in, in, in my work and in my, uh, you know, emails and uh, that uh, I forgot to, I, I almost forgot uh, to pick up my uh, my four year old son from the kindergarten. <laughs> oh no! So please don't tell my wife. <laughs> Let's pray that she's not yeah. listening. Let's yeah. pray. Yeah, but I mean, like, may, may, t- tell me if that's too personal. But like, how do you manage? Like, being a founder is crazy stressful. I don't have a family yet. I mean, not no no kids yet. How do you manage family life and being a founder? Well. I, I also consider uh, Kubark, our company, uh, a family member uh, since, I mean, it was born at the same time that my second child was born in the same year. So <laughs> I, I can say that uh, two, two of my babies were born uh, last year. <laughs> so yeah, I have, I, have, uh, I have two kids, one a uh, four-year-old and uh, the other one is a one-year-old. And Frankly, uh, I have a lovely wife that supports me and take care most of the time uh, with, uh, with children. So she takes away part of that, you know, tasks around the, the, the kids away from me since she knows that I'm, you know, uh, very stressed with the, <laughs> a lot of tasks at, at work. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky with, and I... Also, Theo as well. I know she. He also has a um, a baby girl. One year, on one year, and uh, the same. I think all the founders have have ch- children. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, a very stressful period. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, be be before we wrap up. How can people find you if they want to reach you? Well, uh, kubark.com is our website. Uh, they can find us also on uh, LinkedIn as well. 
we also have a, a link to, to book a demo if they're interested. Uh, Twitter as well. So uh, a lot of ways to, to get in touch. Amazing. So for anyone who's working for a big enterprise, needs to get them out of the on-premise world, DM those guys. Theo, Adrian, thanks a ton for coming on today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. If you like this episode, then you'll love the SaaS Operator, a weekly newsletter brought to you by Early Node, with actionable insights from SaaS experts in the industry delivered right to your inbox every Tuesday for free. Visit earlynode.com to subscribe.